Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening or watching on YouTube, the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground, back alley, underbelly, secret society, down on the docks, on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners that you're listening to, like I said, on the Odyssey app or on YouTube. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing, and following us. We appreciate it. Uh, look, we're down here in... Um, Peoria, Arizona. If you're watching on the uh, YouTube, you can see right there. It says Peoria, Arizona, where I'm at. Hanno, you're up in Edmonds, up in the corporate office. You look good. Camera looks Thank good. You. you look crisp. How are you doing? Good. How's it going down there? You guys having fun? Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. Um, off uh, camera, if you are uh, watching on YouTube, we have the ninja. Uh, he's not gonna be on camera. He's he's in the, you know, he's in the uh, the depths of the building. Uh, we don't know where his location is, but we can hear him. What's going on, Ninja? Yo, what up? So, uh, yeah, we've been down here at spring training. What's your biggest takeaways? Uh, oh, so far I've you know, like watching Team USA play. I went to a couple of those games. Yeah. And what were your takeaways there at the game? Did you, uh, how, what do you think about the crowd? Were people in it? Is there, is there people from all over the place? Lots uh, of teams being represented. The one in Tempe yesterday was pretty much all Angels fans. Well, that that sounds terrible to me. Yeah, it was USA versus Angels at Diablo Angel Stadium. So, yeah, well, we split up yesterday. I went to uh, Peoria to check out the Mariners. I've been there for the last couple of days, and as advertised. Things are looking good. The crowd is energized. Um, Jared Kelnick looks like a whole nother person. He looks like he, you know, got back from Sandals Resort. He's happy. He's talking to fans. He's cracking home runs. He's hitting doubles. He's knocking in RBIs. I think he's hitting 429 this spring. Got four jacks. Got a lot of ribbies. Um, also, uh, another guy that you know wasn't around last year or didn't have much of any kind of. Uh, impact on the team tom murphy he's looking solid uh what what have you been taking away from watching on tv or what you've been uh checking out there up in edmonds well going back to the team usa it looks like you know they had their first game against the giants that first night game a couple days ago and they looked a little flat but uh i did catch also that game that the ninja was talking about at Tempe Diablo it looks like they've come together a little bit start hitting the yeah. ball a lot better 
uh, big grand slam from Arenado. So that's really cool to see them going. Um, are you guys going to catch one of the regular main games that's going to be uh, playing down there at uh, Chase Field? Yeah, we are going to be going to Chase Field tomorrow to check out game one against the UK. I, I agree with you. Game one where we were at, we were in Scottsdale checking it out, uh, the Ninja and I, and it was a real flat crowd. The team did not play very good. They didn't hit the ball. These guys are all, you know, 1A baseball players. Nobody's worried about it. I tell you, the big, one of the biggest takeaways I got was it was Team USA versus the Giants kind of, oh, that was the Giants A squad pretty much, but Man, the Giants showed that they could hang with Team USA. There's just not a big, huge gap in, you know, Major League Baseball. You know, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, go ahead, Hanno. No, I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. They made that starting pitching and all the guys that came out of pen just out of the pen just look very average. They were really r racking the ball all over the field. Uh, good to see Mitch Hanniger again. Um, he looked really solid in his game against them, a couple – uh, you know, he had a couple doubles. It was yeah, very it was impressive. You know, I thought it would be weird to see him in a Giants uniform. You know, like when some players get traded to teams and they just it doesn't look right. He did look pretty good there in the in the orange and black. And uh, I know that the San Francisco faithful are you know probably upset over the Correa, and this kind of felt like the and they didn't get Judge as well. So this kind of felt like the you know consolation prize maybe the bronze medal but i we know if mitch hanniger is healthy he's a you know 35 plus home run guy he's gonna get you 100 rbis he's gonna hit about 265 and he's not gonna hurt you in the in the outfield but he's I, him over and play it seems like they're having him over in left field that's the plan in um in giant land so another yeah. uh, another takeaway that i got from the that was cool about that Giants USA game was <clears throat> that there was a few uh, Giants uh, minor league players on the team, like four, a handful, four or five um, that I noticed. And man, they were so stoked to be playing with Team USA. They're out there on the field after the game, like uh, talking to their families and, you know, just to be in a lineup. Uh, the left fielder, I can't remember his name, um, Ridigetti or something like that. It starts with an R, but his family was down there and they were so happy. You know, they, they just got. Uh, he, he struck out, but he was happy that he was on the box score with that team. Um, what was it like being uh, at Tempe Diablo and being able to see Mike Trout go against his team uh, playing for Team USA? How did that go, uh, Ninja? Oh, you know, there was – Mike Trout went over to the dugout and was shaking hands and waving everybody, and then it was all happy. And then the first pitch was high and inside on Mike Trout <laughs> again. So – yeah, no love lost, but yeah, of course everybody was there from you know. That would be interesting if you got into a brawl with your team. Like, what would you do? Like Team USA, you know, you're playing for Team USA. You're playing your team. There's some guy you don't really like on the team, and he doesn't really like you. And then you know he you know gives you a close shave. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of like that scenario with Mike Trout, Myron, I know that you went and saw the Mariners play uh, against Team Canada and Peoria. How did that same um, thing go for Matt Brash? Was he, how did that go? Did he end up pitching that day? Uh, Matt Brash did not pitch the day I went uh, when they were at Peoria. No, he pitched the night prior, but uh, we did get to see. 
you know, some old uh, familiar faces. Abraham Toro was on uh, Canada. And uh, we also got to see Marco Gonzalez, you know, pitching for the Mariners, but against the guy that we traded for. Oh, Tyler O'Neill. How did that go? Well, uh, Marco uh, took care of that. Marco took care of that trash. No, he that guy. He won the battle, huh? <laughs> no, he. It was a good battle, Marco. You know, you know, to spin off out of the WBC stuff uh, a little bit here. Marco looked great yesterday. Um, this was my first time seeing him in person. Obviously, he does look as advertised in good shape. He looks like five or six years younger now that he's cut off. You know, his AC Slater. You know, looking. Uh, Mop, um, he does look like a guy that's out there that wants to hold down and get this number five. I know that we've talked the last episode in length about the trade stuff, so we'll get past that. But, I mean, if you were looking at him, he's looking good, you know. I I, I don't know why a team would not want him. What did you think about Marco yesterday, Ninja? Oh, yeah, you didn't go. You went to the Team USA game. Never yeah, I was, mind. I was in Tempe. Yeah, you were in Tempe. Sorry. I'll edit that part out there. Um, I mean, what I do remember is I mean, you watching uh, Kendall Graveman. Yeah, we saw Kendall Graveman. We saw Kendall Graveman warm up the night before and went in and gave up a home run right away. Yeah, the guy that was traded for Toro, right? Yeah, that was the guy I traded for. So there was a lot of those. That's what's fun about spring training. You see a lot of guys from different teams versus their old friends. You throw in WBC, you get a lot of these weird matchups. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. So besides having the good outing by Marco to start that game against Team Canada, uh, talk about how um, Prelander Baroja looked against them as well as Paul Seawald. Okay, well, I'll start with Prelander. Um I saw him hitting the 97. Uh, again, I didn't get to see him and uh, Seawald pitch with the pitch clock because they had the international rules, which also I'd like to say that that was so you're getting old timey baseball, you know, 2020 baseball still saw the shift. Um, but uh, Prelander didn't seem like he he was moving a little slower. I don't know if the, if I had the pitch clock going, I'm not sure if he was moving as fast doing a lot of thinking out there on the mound. Um, like I said, I saw him bring 97 up in the zone. And then he was throwing a lot of uh, off-speed stuff. And, you know, credit to Team Canada, they just weren't swinging at it. I didn't think they were, like he was missing spots. He was just throwing things that the hitters weren't going after. Walk two guys, Pete Woodworth goes out there, calms him down, gets himself out of this inning. No runs. And I think that's, uh, you know, something to really be happy about, especially with a young guy being able to compose yourself like that when, you know, you've been going out there and just mowing people down and then you kind of get yourself in a jam and you can get yourself out of it. Yeah. Impressive. So, um, he's been, you know, one of the biggest hype machines for the Mariners this spring training. Uh, how, have, how would you say his outing looked like? I mean, were you as impressed as what everybody has been talking about? Like I said, he got himself out of that jam things could have went really bad um, for him in that inning and it didn't. And for me, that was impressive. 
and it was impressive that he took the notes or whatever, whatever Cal and, uh, you know, Coach Woodworth was out there telling him and, and applied it and did it. And that's, that's impressive. Nice. Yeah. He's a, he looks like a big kid, really physically built, uh, big man, big broad shoulders that can bring it. So that's oh, yeah. exciting. He's a big, um, he's a big guy. And, and Seawald that you asked about dominating stuff yesterday, look mid mid season form. He, on the other hand, I felt like was moving at a fast pace. He had that pitch clock thing down and there was no pitch clock and he was still working at that pace. But what I saw out of Paul Seawald was the Seawald that we know, you know, yeah, it seemed like the Seawald working a little faster, which seemed to be working for him. Yeah. So he got know, himself in a good rhythm. Maybe, yeah. Maybe like the pitch clock is going to speed some other pitchers up and help them out and may be adverse to other pitchers, but it seemed like it was helping Seawald out. Yeah. With, with Seawald too, I, he, wasn't a guy I don't feel like like he's definitely not in the boat with Diego Castillo, right? Of of taking a long time. But he never struck me as a guy that took a long time out there in the first place. He seems like a, a rhythm guy. What do you think about that, Ninja? You think he's always been a rhythm guy? Seawald is um just seemed like he his he's was working faster, you know, whether he just like getting ready and going. And uh, I'd say Kirby seemed like it today too. I don't know if so I just they've been like that, and I just haven't seen a pitch in a while. Or it just seems like I'm. It seems like in general, like all the pitchers that I've seen down here in the spring training on TV and in person are just working faster. Like yeah, they're not walking around the mound and you know going through their you know what they do and grabbing the rosin bag and you know taking their time. It's like they're get getting the ball getting up there, so they're set and ready to go. Now, whether, you know, whether they pitch it right away, or that's another thing, but they're ready to go as soon as that batter steps in the box. Yeah, and and I have not seen a, a fast game yet that we've been here, unfortunately. And, I mean, I don't want to go in and get out. It's, it's not a job. Like, you know, I'm not into this. Let's get everybody in the stadium and let's get them out. Let's get these guys home. Like they have to go into work on Saturday or something like that. Baseball is a game strategy. I, I don't really like, you know, we've said that on here. I've, I've said that a lot. Like I don't really like the pitch clock rules. I definitely think it's, I was saying it was a lot. It was a lot faster than I believe it should be. But we went to games where there was a lot of hitting, a lot of on base. So, um, it, it didn't feel like it made it a lot faster. So I'm sure in a, in a pitching duel, that's something I still need to see. So with Kirby to uh, this latest game you've gone to, this is his second start of the spring and his first start was a little bit shaky. Um, he didn't have his best stuff, but you wouldn't expect him to with it being his first outing. How would you characterize what he did today? Did he look sharp? I, I think he did. I mean, he, he didn't have he, good defense behind him. He gave up one walk. He didn't give up any runs. He struck out a guy. But, again, he was throwing 95, 95, 95 when I was watching him. So, I think that's a you know high 90s. If he bump it up to 97, you know, look out for Kirby. I know it's hard to tell sometimes, especially depending on where you're sitting, if you're off to the side or not. But, but they talked about how he has worked on this split finger. Did you notice or ch get a chance to see maybe if he – use that at all during today's game 
I didn't notice him uh, personally. Like I was seeing a lot of fastballs. I was checking out his velocity because they were flashing it up on the on the screen. So I was like hoping to see that 97. And I don't think he hit the 97 today, but he was consistently 95 and in the zone. So that, and like again, he he looked like he was working a little bit faster too. He was up there ready to go, and like as soon as that batter stepped in, he was bringing it home. I will tell you something else he was consistent about. He was signing autographs, and he signed every single person's autograph until there wasn't people oh, yeah. waiting for autographs. Shout him. out to George Kirby. Thanks. Some people got him twice, right, Ninja? I did, yeah. There you go. <laughs> he went back. If you wanted to see some of that footage, that's on our, our Instagram. Also, go check out our Instagram story. Uh, a lot of the stuff from today is uh, is up on there. There's also some of the stuff that, Hanno, I've sent you that you've put over on Twitter. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a few things up there for sure. Um, you mentioned, as we were talking about the defense, um, was there some fielding errors, throwing errors, some things that you think that need to be still cleaned up as spring training moves along here? Yeah, there's there's a few throwing errors. There was uh, – I don't know who was playing third base um, at the time. It's the guy that we just signed this this week. No, uh, twenty two. I don't. I don't know who he is. He he made a great play on you know on a Novelte Marte uh, stop. It was a tough tough throw to first. You know it got by Ty France. Colin Morgan. Uh, Morgan. Another. Uh, What's his name? Colin Morgan. Colin Morgan. He made a nice play. It was a tough throw to get up and pop up and throw over. Um, but JP Crawford had a, uh, you know, a routine ground ball. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough play and it looked like he was, he, okay. he would have made it be beat it out. Uh, Hanno, did you see that play? I didn't. Like he was going to his right and tried to backhand it and throw, throw over. Okay. You're I, right. That's you're what right. I remember. That, yeah. The guy was fast too. So he maybe like had to rush it. So I know, uh, JP was, didn't sign any autographs after the game. <laughs> put it that way. Me, yeah. And a couple of, I mean, and those throws were hard to dig out for Ty France. They were, you know, across his body on one of them. And the other one kind of was one of those tied up, you know, he had to just put in a layout there because again, yes, like you were saying that there was a fast runner. So, you know, does Evan White get those? Well, possibly because Evan White's left-handed. So, you know, on that side of the, on the ball, if you're watching on YouTube, Yeah. He's going over here versus going across his body. Yeah, but, that's that difference. Right. So a couple things that came up uh, that you guys might not have caught. Um, Andres Munoz and and uh, Casey Sadler got their first live facing live batters in the backfield today. That came about. So that's good to see. They'll probably be working their way into games here pretty soon. As well as the people back in the backfield, uh, Demo. He got his first chance to face live pitching. So yes. I know we talked about last week that him being hurt and still working himself in the game. So that's positive. Well, and then the Yeah, that is your you said that was you hands down he was gonna be no, you said that was you said that was your wild card pick was was Demo or was this a your bold prediction. Bold prediction. Like yeah. You know, since yeah. they got the I'll utility, give you credit. That's bold. They got a utility guy in the all-star game now. Though. So, and that's, and, then a, and a couple other little quick nuggets, my uh, guys is, uh, Tommy Listella made his way back into the lineup against team Canada. Um, he's been out with that shoulder injury. So 
that's good to see. You know, he's going to be one of those guys vying for one of the final spots on the roster. And then kind of some unfortunate news. The Mams have been pretty healthy this camp, but uh, Cade Marlowe um, has an oblique going on. So that's something to, you know, consider. That is something to look at because he's one of those bubble guys, right? I think, you know, with, 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 Taylor Trammell being hurt, there was an opportunity there for him to possibly get in there with some outfield depth to start the season. Correct. So that's kind of the news and notes from behind the scenes that you guys probably didn't get with watching the game. But uh, oh, I didn't so know what- about that. And and now I'm thinking about wow, look at that move for getting Cole Calhoun. It's seeming to look like a, a really good insurance. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, because he's. And- Go ahead. He- no, you're exactly right. And um, uh, Cooper Hummel, he's been pretty solid lately. Hit that home run today. As you guys know, um, he's got three home runs so far this spring. They've I, Ryan Divish wrote an article or, or a tweet or something saying that they wanted him just to focus on catching, but now they want him, now that camp's gone a long ways, to uh, work on both corner positions in the infield and outfield. So that's something to do. So they're like, they want him to do everything. Yeah, be the utility guy that they talked about when they signed him. Yeah, I got my first look at him today. Uh, I noticed he he came in and uh, relieved uh, Tom Murphy for the second part of the game. He looked good back there. You know, it's a way different look than Tom Murphy and Cal Raleigh, who are just big behemoth guys, you know. And you you can notice Hummel behind the plate, like right away, like, oh, there's somebody new in there. Besides looking at the numbers and listening to the PA guy announce it. The World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. Any any other takeaways that I missed uh, you guys want to talk about as far as the games you've seen so far? Well, you know, I tried to get the Murphy bat into the stadium, and oh, they, yeah. they wouldn't let me. <laughs> you can't bring the bat into the stadium. It's considered a weapon. Uh, so didn't get that bat in there. Um, just some fun things that, uh, you know, obviously we're down there taking in the vibes of, of, of things going on down there. What were... What are some of the fun things that you've seen or interesting things that stuck out to you just oh, being back man. in and around other baseball fans and being back at the ballpark? I, I had an awesome day at the ballpark today, and I didn't really watch much of the games. But uh, trying to get autographs day, that's my thing. I come to spring training, and I try to get autographs, and this is one of the better days I've ever had. You had a, you had a haul? Tell, tell us about that. Oh, you know, the, um, the, Mar- the Mariners left, you know, after – each uh, half inning, different people leave the field, and uh, Pure Sports Complex is like one of the best places to get autograph. It's called Autograph Alley. So as they're exiting into their complex, about starting about the fourth inning, you can pretty much just different guys will trickle through. And the first two to trickle through today were uh, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, and they stayed and they signed everyone's 
anything that they had all the kids you know there, there weren't many uh people there at, in the fourth and a half inning compared to like uh around the seventh or eighth inning there seems to be like all the kids figured it out and they're all down there yeah everybody's autograph uh we got some footage of that also on the instagram stories yeah it was fun i got to talk with logan for a little bit that was cool he's super cool yeah uh, and kirby i like I said, he signed there. He signed until he was looking around. He's like, anybody want any more autographs? Okay, no. All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, was, I was the last person to get my second autograph. Okay, yeah. I went and got another ball. And I got, because my first ball, I had uh, Logan, Gilbert, and Kirby on it. So I just wanted, I hadn't, I didn't think that Kirby was still going to be there when I got back, honestly. I, he was finishing up with everyone. I caught Dan Wilson doing the same thing. He signed for everybody until they they were gone so that that was pretty cool to see also the cool thing of down at spring training is all the good mariner great alumni that's there ichiro was there in the dugout today uh mike cameron alvin davis i think franklin gutierrez is down there i believe i saw him uh you you ran into uh mike cameron right and got an autograph yeah i got mike cameron's autograph today that was the first time that was you know that was fun what was fun also is the lady sitting in front of me had like a eight by 10 with her and Mike Cameron in the picture. And it was, I, I was actually seeing, <laughs> I saw actually seeing that quite a bit. It was like um, when I went to the team USA game, some guy had a picture of him and, and Reggetti together and he's been waiting like his whole life to get it autographed. And then seeing people like actually have eight by tens and pictures with, you know, I got one with Logan Gilbert. I'm thinking about printing it up and going, you know, that is cool. I did see like, it is cool when people actually get the guys, on the item that they own that's theirs i saw dan uh, people a couple of people had dan wilson jerseys on they brought their they they did their homework they knew he was going to be there what it, so what is the rest of the uh weekend looking like for you guys what what games are you going to well we're hoping to uh catch the mariners tomorrow we'll definitely be at the wbc um saturday night or tonight when uh if you're getting this podcast you know bright and early on saturday morning we're going to be down at the WBC to watch uh, Team USA play against the uh, UK with uh, Mariners' top prospect, Harry Ford, behind the plate. So that's going to be fun to see. And then Sunday, we'll be back at Peoria um, checking them out, taking on the, the Rangers. Uh, we're, talk, but, we're talking about waking up real early and going down to the practice field and trying to get that Murphy bat signed. That is the plan. It's it's easier it's uh, easier said than executed, but yeah, that is a plan. Hannah, what are you looking forward to watching uh, this weekend? So, are you into the spring more into watching the spring training stuff? Or are you uh, interested in this WBC? What's got your eye? Yeah, oh, I'd like to check both of them out since I'm a baseball fan. Um, That's I the right probably, answer. I will be checking in probably on all three of those games you guys are talking about. You know, your doubleheader tomorrow with the Mariners and then WBC, and then Sunday, again, with the Mariners. Both games will be broadcast on Root Sports, and, of course, the WBC will be on um, Fox, so I'll be able to check in and look for you guys. So if I happen to see you at the WBC in the pool, um, just <laughs> yeah. give a wave. Yeah, uh, we can talk to our friend Carl. Maybe we can get some tickets out in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Go sit out in the pool. You know, I'm, the I'm rooting for the Czech Republic. I want to see them win the game. Okay, check. another one of your bold predictions. Oh, that's a super underdog team. They have you want like, the Czech Republic, and and you and your other sure bet is uh, Dylan Moore. <laughs> they also. hit a big three-run homer last to tie it in the ninth. 
yeah, we're going to check all this out. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It is interesting uh, being at those international games, uh, and especially like with, with our team. It feels like an all-star game. It really does because there's a lot of different jerseys out there. But it kind of that it's kind of it's not as rabid as you know your your home team. I do have to say when you go to the I think the Sunday game is going to be rowdy. Mexico versus U.S. is sold out. Yeah, it is already sold out. That's that's going to be a banger. I've been to that game in Anaheim. It it, it that's different. You get a lot of <laughs> you get you got a lot of energy with that one. A lot so of energy. a lot of energy. But yeah, we're looking forward to going to those. Happy to be here. And look, we're dropping you an episode here Saturday. I know we owed you one this week, but we've been having too much fun. Uh, but we have been putting out a lot of content on on our social media um, outlets. So go check those out. Again, thanks for liking, subscribing, listening here on the Odyssey, Odyssey Sports Network. This is the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. And look, right, Hannah, we love those five tool baseball players. But you know what we like more than that? five-star review so don't be shy give us that five-star review and we'll see you this weekend on instagram and twitter maybe we'll see you down at the ballpark but uh tune back in here monday we will have an episode out for you hanno you know what time it is